your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the problem. We're selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next six months? So today was my birthday and Queen's birthday weekend. So what I thought I would do today is actually... So what I did do today, by the way, is I spent two hours with my videographer working shooting videos for the real estate gym members who are getting, as of Tuesday, the ARIC 2018 implementation plan. That's right. Short interviews with each speaker and then me saying, this is what he said, so what? What are you going to do about it? Well, what you're going to do about it is that we are giving our gym members an implementation plan because I do not believe that spectators get anything out of life. It is all about the doing. You know what you know, but do you do what you know? So real estate gym members, look out. As of Tuesday, you have your 21-day implementation plan. Also pleased to let you know, all gym members are getting part of the gym membership. No, you're not going to be paying $1,000 to come and spend time with me. And Tanay Jane, we're going around the country and New Zealand unleashing what he did to write a million dollars in his third year of real estate. We're going to cover everything. Who he calls, what he says, where does he get the information to call, what does his day look like, how does he use nine lead generation methods to get him in front of people to win business, the whole system. Gang, let's move on. So what's today about? Today I thought to myself, if it was my 21st, which it's not, it's 30 years later, if it was my 21st, what would I be giving myself as a present in terms of, if I had to give myself a journal, and in that journal it had my little black book of advice about life, what would I be giving advice to me about? And I sat down and I took some notes and I thought, here it is. This is what Tom Panos would be saying to the 21-year-old Tom Panos on his birthday 30 years ago. So let's go and have a look. And by the way, where was my 21st? I had two 21sts. I had two 21sts. I had one with family and relatives, and I also had a 21st with friends. One, yes, I had two 21sts. I had two 21sts. Anyway, let's move on. So the first one is, what do I know about girls now that I didn't know on my 21st? So in many ways, when you're 21 years of age, you are a little bit, hello, Con Mythos, how are you going? Thank you very much. Um, thank you, Edwina. So what, you know, let's, let's just go, let's, let me just have a, you know, at, at 21, you look at girls, right? And I felt that um, I, was, I, was, I was scared. I thought to myself that um, I couldn't pick up a girl. I thought to myself that, um, like, it was all about girls. It was all about going out 
and getting a girl's phone number was like a massive fucking victory going out. So you can imagine, you would get dressed up, you would go, you would drink alcohol to get yourself relaxed enough to be able to get a girl's phone number. So what do I think about girls now, years later? I think, um, I don't think you've got to be Brad Pitt to meet girls. I think to myself that if you've got some humor, that if you're um, decently dressed, decently attired, if you've got a spring in your step, a little bit of confidence, you're not a dickhead, you're not a scab with money, and remember this, to every guy there, think about this, um, being a dick won't make your dick any bigger. Remember that, I'll repeat it. Being a dick won't make your dick any bigger. So I think ultimately, um, what a girl likes to know is that someone that feels confident in themselves, that creates attraction to a person. And now, many years later, like to me, I mean, I still see like you go to a bar, right? And you see girls sort of walking into the bar at 7.30, 8 o'clock, and they look amazing, you know, well attired, you know, they've got their bag on their shoulder, and they're walking in with their high heels, with a, you know, spring in their step. But the weird thing is that four or five hours later, the same girls, the same girls, what the fuck happens inside a bar that they basically have a brain transformation, that they have like three or four glasses of wine, and what actually happens is that they come out, and I'm, of course I'm just generalizing about the occasional group of girls that decide to get shit-faced, and they come out, and they'll sort of just, uh, like I saw this like about two, three weeks ago, and I'm a terrible imitator of people, but just watch this. It was something along the lines of this. Girls, come on! Let's go somewhere else! Let's go! Right? You know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. The same girl who, like, about four hours ago was walking in prim and proper, right? So, and, and then, and you know, you, there's always, there's always, you know, uh, one that just sort of leads the way and just says, fuck it, I'm out of here, had enough, I'm gone, and there's one that follows. And the point I'm making everyone, Chrissy, Chrissy says, was that me? No, I don't know if it was you, because I wasn't out, Chrissy. I don't go out. So, gang, all I'm saying to you is that um, I just think to myself that fear is bigger in people's head than what it is in real life. I think that, um, gang, all you need to do is understand this, that um, you don't have to be the best looking guy in the girl, and you don't have to be the best looking girl in the world. What you've got to do is be confident. You've got to actually dress right. I think it does help to be fit because it actually says a lot about you as a person. Because if you are overweight, there is a perception that you might be a bit lazy. And people don't like lazy people. So that probably is something that would be an enabler. The next thing I would say is um, just... Um, people really feel comfortable if someone, if they feel like they're talking to the person that is relaxed and they're not nervous and sort of needy. Um, 
And the other thing I'll say, I wish I knew this, I wish I'd known this also when I was younger, that if you ever break up with someone, like I know the feeling, like I think I needed to get, you know, counseling with one of the breakups that I've had. Here's my advice. If you break up with someone, I'm saying to you, the weirdest thing is that you could be walking past them a year later at Westfield or you see them at the airport and you can just walk by as if, like you can't even believe you actually may have had feelings towards this person. So please don't ever go and kill yourself over a relationship in your early years. Very, very important to any girl or guy watching this. I can't tell you the amount of people that say to me that they can't believe a year later that they actually felt nothing for that person when they run into them again. So that's a good reason why if you're young, you don't have to stress out broken relationships. On getting rich, on getting rich, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, here are the advice I give myself. By the way, if you're enjoying this or you think that a young person needs to watch this, bring them into the conversation, tag them. On uh, getting rich, on getting rich. Well, let me first say to you this. Um, stuff that doesn't work takes a lot of time. Stuff that works doesn't take a lot of time. So the real secret is to find out what stuff works. That's the key. What stuff works? Because when you concentrate on the stuff that works, you'll find that it is effortless, it's lucrative, and it's fun. And that's the path I want you to go. I'm going to repeat that. Effortless, lucrative, and fun. That's the path. The only way you're going to find that, but is through trial and error, because that's the stuff that doesn't work is the stuff that takes time and grinds you and takes you off track. So the other thing I'll say is it does really help in life in making money to concentrate on stuff that you like doing and you're good at. That seems to work at making it effortless. The first thing I'll say to you about actually making money in terms of wealth, but Listen to me very carefully. The first million is the hardest. The first million is the hardest. And I'm going to urge you that what you need to do... It looks like there's a problem. It looks like there's a problem. My Google Mini just went off saying it looks like there's a problem. So that Google Mini is responding to my voice. Anyway, um, how did that happen? I didn't even say, hey, Google. How the fuck did that happen? Anyway, um, let me move on and just say to you that um, the first million's hard. But once you've made your first million, every million after that becomes very easy. Now, you've got to get your... You've got to get your... Listen to me carefully. You've got to get your principal place of residence paid off ASAP. That is critical. You've got to get your principal place of residence paid off ASAP. And the reason I say this is because any interest you pay on your principal place of residence is non-deductible. You cannot claim it. The government will not help you on that loan, but it'll help you on everything else. So what you want to do 
is be mortgage-free on your principal place of residence ASAP. So right now, if you've got a mortgage on a property, do whatever you can to smash that mortgage. And what that means is this. If you have to eat shit, you eat shit. If you've got to go to your local beach instead of Hawaii for your holidays in July, you go to your local beach. Well, you wouldn't go to your local beach because you, if you're in your local beach, you can't fucking use the beach this fucking winter, right? But what I'm getting at is you go to Bondi, not Hawaii, right? What I'm getting at is you're not going off on expensive holidays because all you're doing is trying to pay off that mortgage ASAP. The other thing is, what you're doing is you're eating at $20 restaurants, not $150 restaurants, right? You're flying economy class if you've got to travel, not business class. What you're doing is you're driving a $25,000, $35,000 car and not a $100,000 car. I am just saying to you, you do not want to be the person that is all swank, all wank and nothing in the bank. That is not the person you want to be because you will suffer for a short period of time, but you will then not suffer in the long term. I will repeat it. There's two kinds of suffering in life. There is short-term suffering and long-term suffering. If you're prepared to go to the short-term suffering in your 20s and your 30s, you're going to be able to live a life of opulence. You'll be able to drive the car you want. You'll be able to go and fly first class, not business class. You'll be able to have oysters three times a day. That's what I'm saying to you guys and girls understands how money works because otherwise if money controls you for the rest of your life it is going to be a lifetime of suffering the next thing i was going to say is as soon as you have paid off your principal place of residence what do you do what do i say to every 21 year old out there you borrow as much as you can as often as you can and you buy 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 why because what you're going to be doing is this you are going to be entering the world of leverage, of making money while you sleep. Think about this for a moment. You hold $10 million worth of real estate and it goes up by 10% a year, approximately. You're making a million dollars a year while you sleep. And that's the other great thing that I'd be giving people advice about money. Don't cheat checking things daily. Don't be someone that's keeping score all the time. I see too many real estate people that have got high turnover, but very little leftover. What you want is leftover, not turnover. Remember that. Let's move on. The next thing I would say is this. Don't diversify. I know you hear people say diversify. Diversification is for people that are unsure and unclear on their core strategy that they invest. If you know your shit, you don't need to buffer because you know and you can double down, triple down, quadruple down on what you know. And if you're a real estate person watching this right now, what you gotta be doing is understand your core product real estate because man, Trust me, don't get too carried away with the commissions that you earn. The real money in real estate is in ownership. That's where the dollars is, my friends. Let's move on. So we've covered girls, we've covered guys, we've covered getting rich, work. 
Now let's move on to the next one on family. Let's talk about family. Family is not just important. Family to me is everything. It's not just something, it's everything. Man, pretty much who you are is basically your upbringing. And I'm going to just say this to you. No matter how much pain your family's given you, remember this. Who will cry when you die? End of story. Move on. On illness, on cancer, on things that, you know, tragedy, on adversity, on suffering, on pain. Listen to me very carefully. So, when I was 21 years of age, the only thing I knew about cancer was some commercials that used to be on TV about McDonald's and McRonald McDonald House with kids' cancer. I had no cancer in my family, right? So, cancer wasn't something that was hereditary for me. So, I've got to tell you, I didn't do anything too bad, man. But you know what? Cancer, man, survivor, three times. Remember that. How many do you know? Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. It's not my fault, but it's my problem. So what do I say, guys and girls watching this right here? Understand, you might be young and you think that you're immune to anything, but I'm telling you straight. You can have all the dreams in the world. You can have all the aspirations in the world. You can have done a 20-page plan on what your life's going to look like. And I'm going to say this to you. Everyone's got a plan till they get punched in the face. And take it from me. If you haven't been punched in the face yet, the punch is coming. So what I'm going to say to you is this. Listen to me very carefully. Understand right here, right now, that when something shit happens into your life, understand that storm that you go through, the person that walks into that storm is a different person that walks out of the storm. And that, my friend, is the purpose of the storm. That is what it's there for. The person you become is the real gift out of facing suffering. The real gift, guys and girls, out of cancer is it is, as I said to John McGrath on Friday, and I was talking to Paul Checker, what I was saying to them is this. For me, the biggest personal development course in the world is cancer. Why? Because it is 80% a battle in your head. And what you're doing is you're fighting with uncertainty. But hey, you know what I've learned? I've learned that some of the best gifts in life come badly wrapped. And that could be a divorce. That could be the loss of someone in your family. That could be a breakdown in a relationship. That could be a bad diagnosis. The point I'm making is this. I'd be saying to a 21-year-old is this. Understand, shit's going to happen, but there's something good that's going to come out of it. And that is this that the road of bumps leads to the destination of magnificence. And I know that today. Let's move on. On friends. On friends. What do I say on friends? Friends, well, here's my message on friends. It's not about who you've known the longest. It's about who walked into your life and said, I'm here for you. I'll repeat that. It's not about who you've known the longest. It's about the person that walked into your life and said, I am here for you. I'm in your corner. And I'm going to tell you that good friends, 
They will slag you off in front of your face, but they will praise you. They will praise you behind your back. That is my friend. And what I know now, 30 years after my 21st, what I know about friends, the ones I had at my 21st are not the ones that I've got now. And the ones that I picked up along the way, some I've kept and some I haven't, but I've learned something very important. And that's this. Pick up friends on the way up that you know that are going to be with you on the way down. Because when the shit goes down, that's when you work out who's fake and who's real. And that is another good thing about safe facing a big tragedy in life. So gang, let's move on. That's it on friends, on God. Well, so I went to church when I was young, maybe once, two, three times a year. I don't go as often as I should now. But I have to say to you, can I just say to you this? For me, God is the ultimate trust. Think about it for a moment. We do not have a definite proof point where you could say, fuck, the evidence is there. Jesus was in Marrickville at 1.30 today. The Nova van saw him. Let's rush over there. It's official. So what does it need? It needs the ultimate trust. It's having trust when there's no proof points there. And I've just learned in my life that with everything that has happened, I just cope a lot better to operate in the words of Jordan Peterson, who wrote the 12 rules of life. Do I believe in God? The better response is, it's not whether I believe in God. I live and act as if God exists. They're the words of Jordan Peterson, which I have to say to you is one of my favorite personal development authors, educators, podcasters, and bloggers, and YouTubers, probably one of the most watched YouTube person. So I'll repeat, you know, it's not, you don't have to sit there and say, I believe in God. I think what you do is you live and act as if there is a God. And for me, I just feel a lot better that when I look around at life, that I know that we are connected, that we have got a seed that comes and joins us all together. And I just feel a lot better knowing that it's a damn big miracle. One in 400 trillion to get on the planet, you're already a major winner. Think about that. You're already a major winner. You've already, you're lucky already. You've beat the odds of Lotto by like 50,000 times. But I'm saying this to you. You came from somewhere and you're heading somewhere else. My advice to you is this. Live your life in a way that if it was the last three hours of your life and you're sitting at palliative care, that you can sit there and look at your loved ones and say to yourself, I lived my best life. I do not have any regrets. I did not live a lie. I did not live a life of regrets. Guys and girls, reverse engineer your life. Right now, you have the opportunity 
to actually make the changes because there could be a time in the near future, I hope not too near, but it could be that you don't have the opportunity to make the changes. May you have a future much bigger than your past. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday night rant every week. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next